G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, a wonderful opportunity today to check the pulse of Christian mission activity in the Democratic Republic of Congo in Africa. In Congo, the major religion is Christianity, as many as 63 million believers, 95% of the population. But in Congo, there is widespread poverty, and healthcare is not what we think of here in Australia. A special guest to introduce us today, Dr. Luke Malimba Limba Masururu, who's a medical doctor who practices in the Democratic Republic of Congo, also serves within the federal government, a former Minister of Land and Internal Security, and another string to his bow, he is pastor of a church, the Spring of Life Mission Centre, part of the Bethesda Ministries International. Dr. Luke Malimba Limba Masururu, a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you very much. I'm very, very happy to be here to visit our radio. May God bless you for it's inviting me. a short visit to Australia. Yes. And uh, is this your first visit? No, it's, uh, it's now six years and every year I'm visiting Australia. Oh, you're almost an honorary Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your uh, history, of course, in Democratic Republic of Congo, you are one of the movers and shakers. And being a doctor, you have a, a medical practice, yeah. uh, you have a hospital that you've been part of establishing, a 120-bed hospital. Yeah. Uh, give us some insight into the needs in the community where you are, where your mission base is. Thank you very much. I'm the leader of the organization called Mission in Healthcare and Development, which is community-based organization. And as you know, in Democratic Republic of Congo, from 1996 to 2006, DRC have been suffering from the war, and UN report says that more than 5 million people died. For today, we are talking for more than 8 million people died. And uh, that has brought a lot of problem in uh, our country. As you know, every post-country war, there is problem like diseases, like hunger. We have many children suffering from malnutrition. Uh, we have uh, uh, many widows, many orphan children. And now we open a school. And right now we have 1,300 students in secondary school and 500 in primary school and around uh, 50 in midwifery school. So we have more than 1,900 students at our mission and most of, of them are orphan and uh, street children. So the most need that we have is... Uh, a scholar fees for them. Um, many of them, they need clothes, they need uh, shoes, uh, they need uh, exercise books, and at the hospital, 
we have 120 beds hospital, which is a mission and community hospital. And every day we are receiving many sick people, not only from Congo. We are receiving even sick people from Burundi and from Rwanda because we are working in Uvira. Uvira is a district which is neighboring to Burundi and Rwanda. And because, yeah. Luke, is it fair to say that the needs that there are for uh, for medical care and for education are much, much, much bigger yes. than the small amount of health care and education that is available now? Yes. And this is why it's important on a visit like this that you get word out yeah. uh, that help is needed and that there are wonderful people who are in Democratic Republic of Congo who need to have uh, Christian believers in places like Australia uh, to partner and support and to help get that hand up out of the poverty. That is true. When I'm here, I am always promote my country and to tell Australians that they don't think that in Congo there is only war. So right now in Congo, uh, there is not war. Yes, I can say 90% of Congo is peace. We still have one place called Beni which is near Goma, not Kiv province, where that there is insecurity. But at least when you visit Uvira, Kinshasa, Bukavu, Goma, Lubumbashi, many places there is peace. And uh, we need also volunteers, people who can come from different domains to volunteer either at school, either at hospital, or to do community health workers, or just talking to people, you know, when Congolese Christians, they see other Christians from Australia come to visit them, they saw that there are people who are taking care of them. And, uh, you know, that love is giving them hope and to know that uh, they are not alone. There is other people who are thinking them. So a part of uh, the need that we have, uh, I will kindly please requesting Australian to pray for that, for, for us, to pray for dear Congo, to pray for all missionaries who are working in DR Congo, to pray for our children, our women, and also to plan to visit us one day so that they can see in reality things that is going on ground. Luke, you're old enough to remember what it's like in civil war. And uh, as I understand it, uh, internal tribal conflict that rose up, and as you say, somewhere between five and eight million people lost their lives in what was a dreadful, brutal conflict. And just emerging from that uh, into a time of peace, there's good news, isn't there, in having had some recent elections, uh, that there's been a a peaceful transition of power. Yes, we just come. The first election was in 2006, the second election in 2011, and December, start uh, of December 2018 was the third election, but this is very special one, because in 2006 and 2011 was one president who was elected, but in 2018, December, uh, the president who win was from opposition, and is the first time in Democratic Republic of Congo, the president who is alive is leaving power, and another president from opposition taking over. So, and right now, Congo Democratic Republic of Congo 
is now known as a, demo, a true democratic country in Africa because it's one, it's one of the few African countries that have achieved to do that kind of activity. What an amazing yeah. testimony yeah. of how the country has moved yes. to this point. And as we're talking to you, we are talking to someone who is in authority to know these things yeah. because of your earlier role there as a Minister of Land and Internal Security. Uh, Now, uh, we can only speculate what internal security must have been like in the recovery process of a beyond Civil War uh, land of Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, Give us a little insight into how things have begun to recover with internal security issues. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, Uvira district, when, where I'm working, was one of the districts which were, we have been having a lot of insecurity and a lot of problems. And because of the work, many work, development work that I've been doing, the government saw that uh, there is good thing on me. And they saw that maybe if they give me that role in state's uh, government, I will help the government to bring peace. And as you know, it was not easy, but we have Jesus. I believe that is Jesus who put me there. So when I went, I take that role, and uh, there was a lot of problem. But my role was to pray for the country, to go to visit people, to tell them, them that there is somebody who loves you, who is Jesus Christ. It's not good to live in insecurity or to kill somebody, those kind of things. And people, many people have been happy with that message of peace. And most of places where I've been visiting, I've been visiting without soldiers, without police, myself. And it was the first time for them to see a leading government working without policemen, without bodyguard. And it was very close to me. And I'm happy uh, to tell you that in that area where I was been working, in less than six months, God did a miracle, and we have peace in 95% of that region. And uh, uh, that is very good. Uh, so, and right now, uh, there is more things that is going on in that area. Yeah, so God has been doing good things in that area. We can only yeah. imagine what courage you must have uh, to be going into those areas where you know that there has typically been unrest yeah. and without bodyguards yeah. and as a government leader, a politician, yeah. uh, knowing that there is a divide politically and, yeah. uh, and still having that courage to go. And that in itself gives a strong message to a nation, doesn't yeah. it? Yes. If you can have the courage yeah. to go into an area which is dangerous yes. and to say, I'm here open-handed and uh, not threatening, Mm. there's something there that, in fact, enhances the idea of peace between people who are clearly still a little bit volatile. Yeah. Yes, that is, you know, people have been living in some places like that. Some of them, they have stress. Other, you will find some of villages have been killing their mother. They've been killing their father. And the problem is that war in Congo was brought in by our neighboring countries. So it has been brought in our neighboring country, and uh, so many people have been suffering. So that is why I saw that the only thing I will do is to go to talk with them, to give them counseling advice, and to show them that together is one. 
and if we are together with Jesus Christ, we can change our country, we can bring hope in our country, and to tell them that even if you have been losing your parents, even if you are orphan, but there is somebody who will take care for you, who is Jesus Christ. He can transform your village, transform your country, transform yourself, and bring new life in, in, in your heart or in your life. And that message was very, very good, especially the courage that they saw on me on going in villages by foot. As you know, in Congo, we don't have good roads, especially in villages. You will find there is no roads. And uh, going, seeing me to going around a village for three days by foot and carrying the things for them, it was a big message, encouraging message for them. And most of them, they came back to Jesus and uh, live a normal life. And so this wonderful, high-profile government minister experience that you have been privileged to hold, you carry now over into your church leadership as the church pastor, church leader. Uh, This is something very powerful too when it comes to the spiritual atmosphere of those under your care and what message that's giving even to a whole nation. Yes, I I have been... Always talk to people that I think in Congo, we need Christian leader. We need people who are saved to become a politician. There's people who think that politics is just a, a bad Christian people cannot do a politics. But I always say people that bad politics, bad life. If you have good politician, you will have good life. And uh, in Congo, we have been suffering so much because in long, long time, we had bad politicians who have been corrupt. They have not thinking for people. They have been just thinking for themselves. And uh, it is time to ask God to give us a real politician, true politician, who are fearing God and who are working for people. And uh, I'm very happy. So... Uh, church activities is one of the, my main activity. So every time, uh, if I see, uh, I need something to God, I pray God. And every Sunday, I'm going to church. Every Saturday, we have prayer, uh, prayer meetings. I'm going to prayer meetings. And my colleague, they knows already that Saturday, I'm at the prayer meeting. And every Sunday, I'm at the church. Because we must pray for our country and for our people. Well, I'm humbled that you're able to share this wisdom with us here in Australia. Thank you. And at this time when we have an election that is coming here and this idea in Australia that we have that somehow or other as Christians uh, that we might be divided from the political rough and tumble. And uh, your encouragement there is very, very powerful. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Let me just say that even as you've founded a hospital and you have founded a school with 600 students, Uh, here in Australia looking for some friends, uh, some support, uh, those who might like to partner and continue the good work that you've got going in Democratic Republic of Congo uh, to point people to how they can be participants. We shared some things about poverty and 
I know that in your schools uh, there are some of those students that often come from orphan backgrounds yeah. uh, that don't even have a desk or they don't have a chair to sit on. Yeah. Uh, they are challenged with having the right stationery to even yeah. uh, get their studies underway. Yes. And I know you'd like to have some contact with people who might be able to help. Let me give the website address for those who might like to write this down and perhaps even connect with Dr. Luke. Here's the address. It's mhcdafrica.com. mhcdafrica.com. Dr. Luke Malimba Limba Masururu, thank you so much for taking some time to share your heart with us today on 2020. You are very welcome and thank you for inviting me. May God bless you. May God bless uh, Australia and uh, all people who are listening to our radio here. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.